Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Spark Rentals. Everything, really, podcast, Facebook Live, YouTube, <laughs> and anymore. There's more and more of these social platforms coming upon. That's it. We just joined Threads last week uh, yeah. or a couple weeks ago. Uh, who knows if it'll still be there in a few weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really but, uh... crazy. So last week, Ryan spoke with Jenny from Vertical Street Ventures, and she quit her job after three years of buying her first property. So if that doesn't give you incentive, I don't know what would. Yeah, um, I mean, it goes to show what you can do with real estate investing and that you know people reaching financial independence, retiring at a young age uh, with real estate and, and through other means as well, right. it is realistic. It's not a pipe dream, but it does take work, right? <laughs> it does take dedication. And we hear these stories all the time, all the time. So all it's the not, it, these, it's not impossible. And today, we're going to talk about something that everybody is talking about. Are the real estate markets bottoming out? So with that, Brian, I'm going to start you off on this. So many people want to try to time the market, which is kind of gambling, <laughs> more or less. You know, talk on that a little bit. Yeah, I can get up on a huge high horse about uh, trying to time the market, but only because I have been that fool who has tried to time the market again and again and always fail. Um, you know, the bottom line is that economists, real estate analysts, market analysts, they don't get this right half the time. You know, and if, if they can't accurately predict the market, you know, whether you're talking about the real estate market or the stock market or, or any type of market, uh, if they can't do it, you can't do it either. So you need to take a little bit of uh, humility here uh, and stop thinking that you're going to go out there and you're going to be smarter than everyone else. You know, all those people whose literal full-time job and training it is to analyze markets, <laughs> uh, half the time those people are on too. So, you know, you got to keep a little bit of humility here. And when you try to time the market, you know, first of all, you have to be right twice, right? You have to, you have to right. buy at the low point and then sell at a high point. But even if you try to be clever and say, oh, I'm going to wait for the next housing crash and then I'm going to buy a home or buy some investment properties. You know, first of all, you could be waiting 10 years for the next housing right. crash, right? There's no guarantee that that's going to happen anytime in the near future. And when that inevitable housing crash does come along, whenever that is, the low point of those prices could still be way higher than today's pricing, right? So yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense to try to time the market. Now, and wouldn't you say that this is why you diversify the types of real estate ventures you get involved in? Well, it is exactly why, that's a great point. It's one of the reasons why we diversify the types of property that we invest in. Uh, it's also why we diversify across time, right? And practice dollar cost averaging where Every single month, like clockwork, we're investing in real estate in smaller amounts. But dollar cost averaging is really the opposite of trying to time the market. 
you're just continually investing, knowing that over time, you're going to earn similar returns as the market itself. Hopefully you'll you right. know, be, get outsized returns because you're investing in, in good uh, deals. But uh, yeah, dollar cost averaging is, is the way to do this. Uh, in our investment club, we invest in a new real estate syndication deal every month, uh, or at least on average every month. And you can also do things like invest in real estate crowdfunding platforms, or, uh, or if you have enough money, you could go out and buy a new property every month. Uh, that's a little harder to do. Um, but yes, you're exactly right, Denny. Uh, diversifying across types of property, diversifying geographically in different regions, because you know that actually raises the next point in that there is no nationwide real estate market, right? There are just hundreds or really thousands of little local real estate markets. And all we can do when we talk about nationwide trends is talk about the average of all of those thousands of local markets. And it's crazy. It, it really gets to the point where it's super local because I'm a realtor and, you know, in Philadelphia suburbs. So I, I, I transact through four bigger counties in the area and literally one town to another could have been booming before and all of a sudden it's not. Um, oh, yeah. And the other one that's a mile down the road is still in bidding wars. So it's it's nuts. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, extrapolate that across regions and states and you can end up with a huge difference. Um, there are some markets that are still appreciating double digits year over year and other markets that have dropped in value by double digits uh, percentage year over year. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's market by market. It's been a funky last 18 months or so in the real estate markets because of this kind of whiplash effect we've had of you know, in the pandemic, you had this artificial influx of cash for so many people. They went out and they, they overspent on real estate and it drove property prices uh, unreasonably high compared to local economic fundamentals. And then there was a correction, especially as interest rates went up to try to combat inflation. So uh, yeah, it's been a funky market, but you know, to, to bring that back to uh, the original point there, there's no nationwide market. Each individual local market is different. So, you know, as a nationwide average, home prices are up 1.15% over the last year. Uh, that's from uh, the end of the second quarter 2022 to the end of the second quarter in 2023. Uh, 1.15%, that's <laughs> basically flat, you know, especially given that inflation over the last year, uh, depending on which metric you use, is 3 or 4%. So <laughs> keep that in mind. But again, that does not reflect the fact that some cities up by 10%, 15%, some cities down by 10% uh, and everything in between. <laughs> Let's talk about interest rates. I hear people balking about 7%, but I personally remember when they were like 10 and 11 and 12%. So... <laughs> And for a while, actually, do you think they're going to go down or does it matter? Yeah, so interest rates, the Federal Reserve has said that it expects to raise interest rates later again this year, probably twice. So, you know, bear that in mind, even when the, inter the Federal Reserve stops raising interest rates, they may stay there for a little while, right? They may sit there at a high plateau for a while before they start cutting again. And even when they do start cutting, it's going to take them a long time to get back to, you know, what we have come to consider cheap mortgage rates, right? So they're probably not going to cut interest rates until some point next year, possibly even later. You know, it just depends on what happens uh, with inflation. So bear that in mind. 
I do want to give people some context about how home prices have changed uh, and whether they are bottoming out here. So, you know, we talked about how some markets have seen declines in, in pricing. To be specific, Zillow tracks around 900 cities and their home prices around the country. Of those, 200 saw price declines over the last year. That doesn't tell the whole story though, because because like we said, this market has been so funky uh, with prices going up and then coming down. And now, you know, we are starting to see some evidence that a lot of those markets that had been dropping hit bottom and started yeah. coming up again. So if you look at the last quarter, the second quarter of 2023, there were 95 cities with declining prices. So less than half of the price, the number of cities who have seen prices decline in the last year. Uh, so fewer cities are still seeing declining prices than have seen it over the last year. Uh, in the first quarter of 2023, there were 224 cities with declining prices. So significantly higher than the 95 we saw last quarter. And then the quarter uh, before that, the, the, the fourth quarter of 2022, even more cities were declining in value. 253 cities were declining in value. So you can see that the number of cities that are declining in value has shrank over the last few quarters to the point that a lot of those cities that had been declining hit bottom and and stopped declining. They started appreciating again in value. Right. So, you know, again, there's no nationwide home market uh, or real estate market, but we are seeing that many of the markets that had been there, there had been a significant number of cities with declining prices. A lot of those hit bottom and have started recovering. It's interesting too, because when this happens in the real estate market as a whole, the rental market is gone nuts. Like there, at least in my area, we can't even, I, I don't even, yeah, it's, we don't, there's not enough. There's not enough. I, you know, cause I work with renters too and it's, it could take months. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point that you raised about the rental market and how that is different from the home price market. Of the markets that Zillow tracks rents, only 14 of them have seen declining rents over wow. the last year. So that's a pretty small minority. I mean, there's a reporter who works for Realtor.com who reached out to me asking about uh, my thoughts on declining rents. Um, you know, Denny, you and I serve as, as sources for Realtor.com sometimes. Right. And her story was all around, oh, you know, rents have finally started falling, you know, as a renter, you know, how can you take most advantage of it? And I had to kind of burst her bubble a little bit and say, well, rents aren't actually falling mm -mm. in most cities around the country. Uh, rents are either still increasing or just leveling off some, but it's a very small minority of cities that are actually seeing rents fall. Uh, rents overall, you know, yes, rent growth has slowed in the last year, um, but that's very different from rents falling. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and Denny, that's something you and I talk about a lot actually, is the fact that rents don't fall even in recessions typically. Uh, home prices dip oftentimes in recessions, uh, but rents almost never fall in recessions. They might go up a little less, but... Yeah, often they flatline. But this is one of the reasons why when you invest in rental properties, you can you can calculate the cash flow pretty accurately and without having to worry about that market rent dropping. Mm -hmm. So uh, something to keep in mind. It doesn't mean that 
there's nowhere in the country where rents are going down. Uh, you know, like I said, there are 14 cities that have seen rents decline, uh, but that's out of hundreds of cities that Zillow tracks for rents. Right. Now, overall, if I still see a good deal and the numbers work, whatever the market does, if the numbers work, I'm going to go for it. So people, investors can still purchase properties. It doesn't mean that you should, you know, stop and wait. Oh, absolutely. You know, either from a market timing standpoint, like we talked about earlier, or from an interest rate standpoint, like you brought up earlier, Danny, there are ways to buy in times of high interest rates, you know, whether you're a homeowner or an investor, uh, you know, one option, of course, is you can buy in cash. Uh, not everybody has <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash <laughs> sitting around, but that is an option on the table for some people. Uh, you can also negotiate seller financing in some cases, especially as an investor. And in some cases, sellers have an existing mortgage in place with a, an old, a low interest rate, right? From back and for most of the last 20 years when interest rates were pretty low, you can negotiate with them to assume that mortgage potentially. Right. Uh, and you can talk to them about doing what's called a wraparound mortgage where you, you assume their mortgage and you pay them for the difference basically, because they're going to be financing you more than just their mortgage amount proper, uh, probably, right? Uh, oh, yeah. if they do a seller mortgage. Uh, we have a, an article about that on our website. It's wraparound mortgages are a little hard for people to, pardon the pun, wrap their heads around, but it's it's not as complicated as it sounds. So we'll put a link to that article if you want to read more about that. But that is an option as well. Uh, you can always house hack, right? Um, you know, it doesn't matter what interest rate you're paying. If you have a, a net zero uh, cost for your, your mortgage payment, if your, your renters are, are paying for your entire uh, mortgage payment, right? And, you know, even if you do go out and get a, a mortgage with a high interest rate, there's nothing stopping you from paying that mortgage off early, you know, prioritizing that over some other uh, investments. That's If that's something that you want to do, you can certainly do that. All right. So all in all, to summarize, Brian? Uh, to summarize, yes. Uh, while, while there's no nationwide market, um, <laughs> <laughs> the sky uh, is falling. <laughs> uh, it looks like housing markets in general have, are, have hit bottom or are in the process of hitting bottom and recovering. Uh, we're seeing more and more markets appreciating uh, and fewer markets continuing to decline in value. So uh, a lot of markets already hit bottom and have started seeing positive price change again. And there are fewer and fewer markets every quarter over the last few quarters that are seeing price declines. So, uh, yeah. So, if, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for bottom, consider right now. <laughs> Not, but again, don't try to time the market. <laughs> I know those seem like contradictory statements. Uh, it's more that you don't need to lay awake at night worrying about how the real estate market is going to completely crash through the floor. Markets are appearing to be stabilizing and rising again. Right. Well, thank you. And thank you all for joining. And um, if you have any questions or anything that you may not have been able to ask in the chat, feel free to email us at any time. It's Denise at sparkrental.com or Brian at sparkrental.com. And you guys have a great rest of your day. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side, you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, 
but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you.